I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Michael is on the radio today. And he ain't afraid to say what he's thinking. Is on the radio today. Turn it up, it's time to get on with the show. On 98.7 ESPN Radio. Ah, yes. Good afternoon, everybody. This is indeed the Michael K. Show. You know the deal. January 26th, it's a football Friday, 2024. Michael, Don, and Peter with you, but a little bit of a surprise. We start off with hockey, Don. What do we know about Philip (laughs) Heedl? We just know that he re-injured himself in the same uh, area that he was out basically all year for. Now, the Rangers will not confirm what the injury is. It's just upper body, but the speculation was he suffered a concussion. Oh, that's awful. He's back to New York after skating in the Czech Republic working his way back in, skating with the team this morning, and it's an injury related to what had kept him out. I, I don't know how that happens in practice when you've got a non-contact jersey. It's just just strange. It just it doesn't sound very, very good, Michael, that if it is concussion-related and that you suffered that just going through routine practice, that tells you that if he did come back and play in a game, it was only a matter of time before something was going to happen again. So wow. that's the latest. We'll probably get a little bit more when I go over to the arena tonight. I'm calling the game in Ottawa tomorrow, so I'll be able to poke around to see, but it doesn't sound very good for at least the immediate future. For see, you. I, I'm thinking along the lines of you. I mean, from everything you've read, there were three people on the ice, I guess, and then he was helped off. Well, if he's going to get it and, and he's wearing a non-contact jersey, Don, his his brain must be to the point where if, any, if he played any kind of hockey, he was going to get hurt again. I mean, again, I don't want to speculate on what happened. I don't know if he got hit by a puck. Did he fall down? I, I, I just know that you're not running around in a practice coming back from an injury right. a full throttle. But you're trying to get to that point, and now you're back with your team, and then something happens. I, I, I don't know. It just it does not sound very good at all. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, is it yeah. possible, to Michael's point, that he was so delicate already that it's just literally is something as simple as moving at a, at a high pace? See, that's a good like point, it. Peter, because Dan Rosen's reporting that it's a setback, that he suffered a setback, which tells me there wasn't an incident. He didn't get hit by a puck. He didn't get hit by a stick. He didn't fall down. Maybe so he was, thought he was ready, and he was. Yeah, now all of a sudden he's skating with any other NHL player. It's one thing to be skating in the Czech Republic, and you're you're kind of relaxed, just trying to get your bearings, and now you're in a practice, and you start getting into it, and then you start to feel dizzy or something going on. That's what it sounds like to me when I hear Dan Rosen from NHL.com say a setback. So, But again, still not good, because that means he's not ready, not close to being ready. Rangers go on a break after this weekend, won't play again until February 5th, but then there's only 33 games left in the season after that, so... I really don't know what don't know what to think, and, and, and I'll tell you, that's what makes me worry about Tua. I mean, when you have a predisposition to this, you have a predisposition to this. 
Now, he didn't get hurt this whole year. Thank God. You know, I think he, he learned how to take some hits. But if you have a predisposition, think about it, guys. You might be predisposed to get this injury. Yeah, but it, that's what makes this year such a big deal for Tua. Because that's not to say that it couldn't happen again. But it means to me that he's not predisposed to the degree of well, literally to play the game is to be concussed. It, it seems like maybe, Don, Tua having a full season gives you some hope yes. that it was like a it, bad series of events, but he's not going to become Eric Lindros, see, where this is just constant. See, everybody's different, right? Like some people, they suffer one or two concussions, and they can't walk into a room with a fluorescent light, and they get nauseous, and they, they, they get dizzy spells, and they're done. And then there's other guys who suffer several concussions and were able to bounce back from it. Everybody is different. So, yeah, the, the fact that Tua went a whole football season didn't have an incident tells you that maybe he isn't predisposed. He just happened to coincidentally get a couple of them and has been able to bounce back. And then there's other guys that just don't seem to bounce back. Any kind of physicality brings them back. So it, that's the one thing I've learned about concussions. Everybody is different. It's like a fingerprint. Everybody goes through it differently. So to compare what Heedle's going to what Tua went through to what Lindros went through to Daniel Briere, anybody with a concussion history, it's always going to be a different the deal. Alright, so that's one team at the Garden. Let's go to the Knicks. And as a football Friday, we'll have plenty of stuff on the football, but the Nick victory yesterday against the defending champion Denver Nuggets was so impressive that it's hard to ignore what they have been doing since they got OG Ananobi. They don't lose. And they beat good teams. They've already beaten, since they got them, they beat the Timberwolves. They, they embarrassed the 76ers, embarrassed them. And they essentially embarrassed the Nuggets. The Nuggets looked a step slow. Now, I know that it was the last game of a long road trip, but I'm sorry. You take the court, you have to play better than that. And, and I, I thought they did phenomenal. They moved the ball quickly. They played great defense. They find the open man. They are unselfish. Now, you see them beat the Nuggets by that much. You see them beat the Timberwolves. You see them beat the Sixers. You're telling me that they can't beat well, anybody? I mean, that tells me that they could beat anybody. Now, usually, the cream will rise to the top in a best-of-seven series, and the better team should be able to win. But if you could win any game... And I think they could win any game against any team. What, really, the sky's the limit. I know it's a, a cliche, but the sky's well, the limit right now. I mean, a series is different than one game. And, you know, the, the Nuggets are at the end of a trip. But the one thing I hate about the NBA, I really do hate, is how so many people, and I don't even know if it's intentional, dispel the whole thing by saying, oh, the Nuggets are at the end of a road trip. They didn't care. Like, is that ever on the table in any other sport? No, you know, but, and but I don't it, think it was on the table with them, right? And I don't think so either. But that's the knee-jerk reaction. Well, the Nuggets probably just didn't want it. There's no Knicks don't have any business beating up the Nuggets. Why? Knicks, Knicks are a really good team. And the one thing I'll say about the Knicks, and I've been saying it all year, and I've been saying it for the last few years, they're always engaged. They don't pull what the Nets pulled a couple of weeks ago, right? They don't have they don't play load management because they understand how important it is to try to get that high seed, right? They're not in a position like the Sixers were a couple of years ago that mailed in a game because they didn't care whether they finished in first or not. Knicks want to get that four seed. They want to make sure they get home court. They want to avoid having to play um, the the best team in the league early on. So they're always going to be engaged. But I just hate that every time the Knicks upset somebody, oh, well, the other team probably just didn't want it. Uh, do I think they could beat them in a, in a best of seven series? No, I don't think so because that's the defending champions. But I, I'm not going to pull, pour cold water on a huge win at the Garden and just say, oh, it doesn't matter because the Nuggets didn't care. Yeah, but you know what? If you want to pour cold water on that victory, 
by saying the Nuggets were tired after a long... How about pouring cold water on the Nuggets? No Hartenstein, no Mitchell Robinson, and they still got it done um, with Jericho Sims and Precious Achua. I'm sorry. The Knicks are playing great basketball. They are, they are in sync with each other. There's a great chemistry, and, and they're doing things that we never thought that this Knicks team could do. Now, they were a good team before they got Ananobi, but he seems that his addition was perfect for them, and the subtraction of R.J. Barrett made it even better because that allows Brunson and Randall to be more of what they're supposed to be. Here's the $64,000 question to me, and I don't know if we've ever brought it up in these terms. If they had made that deal before the season started, where would the Knicks be in the standings? Not sure. Would they be one of the top three teams? I mean, they're it's, they're totally playing. Re- it's reasonable, Don. Now, now, I don't know. It'll be, it would be they're a bigger only, sample they're only, size. There are only two games back of the third spot now. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a bigger sample size. So I don't know if they'd play at the same clip. If they did, they'd be the best team in the NBA. Yeah, they're 11 the and 2 since they got OG. Right. So you're, not, you're obviously not going to be sitting there as a single-digit loser. You know, So it would have probably balanced itself out. But they clearly are a better team. And, and that, for the entire season... We'd be talking about a team to be right there with the Bucks, Sixers, and, and Boston competing for the top seed. The only reason they're not is because they didn't make the deal at the beginning of the season. And it may be only 13 games, guys, but that's a pretty decent sample size. And as you said, it's not like they haven't faced adversity. You know, Mitchell Robinson hasn't played during that span of time. Harnstein has just been out. Jericho Sims was banged up. I mean, and and usually there's some sort of an adjustment when you bring in new players. They hit the ground running with this move. Now, let me give you some numbers that will amplify how impressive what the Knicks are doing. So they beat the defending champions by 38 points. That matches the Knicks' largest win against any reigning NBA champion in their history. The Knicks are allowing 99.8 points per game this month after allowing 124.8 in December, that's twenty-five. That twenty-five point per game improvement uh, is on pace to be the largest from one month to the next by any team within a season in NBA history, with a m- minimum of ten games each month. The Knicks have dominated in January, recording a plus one ninety-four point differential in thirteen games. That's their best point differential over a thirteen game span since the nineteen sixty-nine seventy season, where they won a title. OG's been unbelievable. According to per-second spectrum, he's holding opponents to 35.8% shooting as the closest defender in January, the best in the NBA among players to defend 100-plus shots. It's amazing. I mean, I could give you well, stat after stat. They are the real deal right now. No, and no, they're this, still making to make another, they're looking to make another deal. I really hope that people are no. starting. But, but besides, Obviously, the hardcore Nick fans are doing it. Those guys are great. But I really hope that New York as a whole is is taking some true appreciation of how great this team is. We always talk about, Michael, what it's going to take for them to really be a different version. They are going to be, in all likelihood, more than 10 games over 500 when we get to the All-Star break. That is very much on the table. That is unlike anything we have seen in a very long time. And unlike so many teams, guys, who seem to make up, you always talk about this, Michael, teams like to make up this narrative of being the underdogs and people doubt us. It's really true with them. They, they continuously do get doubted. They, they get poo-pooed all the time. It happened last night on TNT when talking about uh, the acquisition of, of OG and Jalen Brunson. Well, it's not the acquisition of Shaq to L.A. It's not this. There's always a reason it's not this or that. This team deserves their flowers right now, Michael. It's impressive. And I really believe that what's happening is it's a little bit of um, 
a Stockholm syndrome situation with Nick fans. I don't. I think they're afraid because there was a, a two-decade span of horrible basketball. Every decision they made was wrong. Every coach was terrible. Didn't fit the Phil Jackson saboteur time. They're afraid to get hurt. And, and I don't know if they're going to get hurt this time. I'm not saying this team's a championship team, but I am saying that beating the Timberwolves and beating um, the Nuggets and then beating the Sixers the way they did tells me they could beat anybody. You know, somebody on Twitter just said, well, I, I think it was our buddy fun, fun with numbers. Well, you know, they struggled to beat the Nets. That happens in the NBA. Oh, sure it does. But they're 19-0 against teams but, under 500. Their problem has been against teams above 500. And for them to smack the Nuggets around like they, that, what a statement game. Now, the other $64,000 question, Michael, you said it in passing, but I think it's worth debating. Do you need to make a move at the deadline? Or do you wait till after the season is over? Another move is coming. Does it? Are they playing well enough where you say, let's ride this out here and let's make the move after the season? I, I, if I can make a move now and, and not expend all my draft capital, then I would do it. If you could bring in a Brown, if you could make a, a trade like that and even improve the defense more, because this is a league where they don't play defense. And now they have a defensive specialist that could guard one to five in Ananobi. If you bring in a guy like Brown, who they were trying to get during the offseason and they couldn't because they didn't have enough money under the cap, that would be an unbelievable advancement in def- defense as well. So l- listen, and you also brought this up earlier, Don. This is, an, this is a league that is not about pedal to the metal. This is a league about load management, especially with the Stars. Who on the Knicks does load management? No one. They don't have a now, coach that believes in load management. Now, they play hard every right, day. Now, to play devil's advocate, can that come back to burn them? Anybody, It could, but you know what? Not playing people could come back and burn you, too. Right. But I'm just saying is that there's a load, there's load management for a reason, because these big-time teams realize, hey, they're in it for the long haul. And they want to make sure their guys are fresh. And if it means finishing third instead of second or first, they can live with that. But the Knicks see the value in getting the home court. They want to be one of the top four teams. So they're going to push. So they can't give guys rest. And Thibodeau doesn't really have that deep of a bench anymore. And he likes to play his guys heavy minutes. So I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'd rather be them. I like that. I like when you play every single night and make it work. That's what I grew up with. That's the way it works in other sports. But you do wonder, especially the way Thibodeau handles the minutes of his team, can that be something that hurts them later on or in the postseason? Now... Uh, after we got off the air, it was announced on TNT, the starters for the NBA All-Star team. And Jalen Brunson was not the starter. He got beaten out um, by Damian Lillard. And Halliburton got the other uh, spot. And, you know, we talked about this. I'm not, I'm not going to place blame on people. I, I know my buddy Alan Hahn on Barton Hahn was very angry at the fans. But that's what cost him the starting spot. I just don't think in New York, you know, it's kind of too cosmopolitan. We're almost too cool for school. They're not stuffing the ballot box for any all-star game. They're just not. And you cost the guy the all-star tank, the all-star start. I think he's going to make it as a reserve, but there's a certain uh, delineation between starting and, and being a reserve because it was event, it was essentially a tie between Lillard and Brunson with the player vote and the media vote. And the thing that got Lillard the, the, the starting nod over Brunson 
was was the fan vote. The fans didn't turn out for Jalen Brunson, and, and, and it's kind of sad. I don't know who to blame. I don't know if – and we talked about this yesterday. I'm not sure – you know, he's not a flashy player. He's not on the top ten plays on ESPN, so maybe he's not a national sort of player where Dame Lillard is. But I did a deep dive on all of the stats on all of the guards that were ahead of him, and we know that for his career, Damian Lillard is a better player, has been a better player than um, – than, uh, Jalen Brunson. But I'll tell you this, not this year. Lillard has cut down on everything with the way the, the Bucks were run under Adrian Griffin, and he did not have stats that measure up to Jalen Brunson. He, he, he didn't. Jalen Brunson deserves a start over Lillard. Now, maybe, maybe Halliburton doesn't even start, and then Jalen Brunson will slide in. But there's still a little bit of a stigma attached to that. Were you the starter? He should have been the starter. I think he's going to make his first all-star team no. ever. But it leaves an empty taste that this guy who's had this unbelievable season is not starting when he should have. And the reason he's not starting is because he finished so low on the fan voting. Yeah, and that's, that, that stinks because it's New York, and you've got a massive amount of Knicks fans. I, I was... I got somebody on Twitter last night saying, Don, you you don't get it. They don't have the national following you think. I'm not saying that they're the Lakers or the Bulls back in the day. What I'm saying is there's Nick fans, transplanted New Yorkers who are living in California, living down in Florida. They... They care about this team, and there's a there's a ton of Nick fans, Michael. I you, you see it when the team plays on the road. I see it with the Rangers too. All New York teams, Michael. There's fans. New York's got like a huge following wherever you go. So they may not be the national team because of their championships, but because it's New York and there's so many transplanted New Yorkers, there's tons of fans all over the country. And if they really wanted to make this happen, there's enough of them out there that they could have done it. They could but, have. But, uh, but before we before we beat up the Knicks fans, it, it's not as if the stats are glaringly in favor of, of Brunson. No, I but mean, you, they are in favor uh, slightly. Bear, bear, I mean, Barely. I mean... Uh, uh, his point total, his point average is above Lillard's, but Lillard's team is better. Lillard's a big star. Lillard averages more assists. I, I, I agree with you guys. We, we the, people do need to get in gear and really start treating these players that they deserve. Um, I, I hear you, but I, I don't think it's well, such a glaring thing. But, but you're and, also, and he still gets his first. All-star. No, but it's not glaring. But he would have made it if he if he had more fan votes. I mean, that, yeah, that's just it, all there is to it. Be, be, I, mean, I, I appreciate the way you think fans break it down. Do you think they're comparing the numbers, or just Damian Lillard moves the needle more? Yeah, they know him more. Yeah, they know him more. He's well, playing big game. And I think threes from the logo. I mean, that's just it's he's he's got more of a following because he's been around in the league and played in big games, and it's just something about Damian Lillard. I don't think they're sitting there comparing numbers. By the way, Milwaukee fans are the kind of fans I'm sure who vote constantly, early and often. And by the way, would it even shock you if fans in Portland, no. when they still fill it no. out, don't, don't vote for Lillard? 100%, point. Peter, 100. Now, you know, we talked about Doc Rivers getting the Bucks job. Well, they had a planned press conference, by the way, and it was canceled all of a sudden. And Doc Rivers was supposed to um, coach tonight for the Bucks. He's not. He's not. So I did some digging. Hmm. You know, one of the things I said when when we talked about this the other day is, you know, why did ESPN not have a clause in the contract um, to prohibit him from taking a job, at least for a year? Well, guess what I found out, guys? What's up? They do have that clause. He breached the contract by taking the Milwaukee job. He breached it. So that's why he's not been cleared to coach the Milwaukee Bucks yet. 
there has to be some sort of settlement with the worldwide leader. So, I mean, you got to take some of the heat away from ESPN. You might not like the decision to break up the booth that they broke up, but they did bring in Doc Rivers and they paid him money and they signed him to a contract that specifically said he could not take a coaching job. And you know what? He took one for wow. a lot of money. And usually you wouldn't you wouldn't stand in the wow. way of somebody who wants to do that. But I mean, if you don't even get a full year and you change the whole booth because of him, that's a that's yeah. a rough look. So I, I wonder what's going to happen with this. Wow. Now, I listen. I I have no idea what ESPN's thinking. If I'm ESPN, I put my foot on the ground and say you're not going. And and you're not going on the air either. You breached the contract. Now sit out. Now you can't yeah. get the Milwaukee job. That's what I would do. See, I, I, I get it. Well, but you're a vindictive man. You, you, know, you know what? Good for and, him. And big business is not vindictive because it might it might come a point where they need to do something and, like and that. And clearly, Peter, the thing that aggravates me about this, not a misunderstanding, this was calculated. His agent probably said, listen, what's ESPN going to do? Well, you're not going to miss out on a chance to win a championship with the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll work it out. We'll figure it out. It's not like you're, you're it's another team where now you got you got to forfeit a draft pick or the league's going to get involved and fine you or right. suspend guys. Like they probably figure, oh, ESPN will just cave. You're, uh, we're not passing right. up this opportunity. And uh, and I'd love to see us as a company, however they can, to stand up to make sure that doesn't happen with with and, their and, and also to also illuminate the public about what's going on about they, they actually did dot their i's and cross their t's and doc rivers ignored the contract and just he took a deal with the milwaukee bucks now usually if you if you want to take a job coaching and you're a, and that was their big fear with jeff van gundy but for 17 years it never happened they hire this guy and it happened halfway through the season it's a bad look on him if there is, in fact, a clause, which I hear there is, that he wasn't allowed to, to take a coaching job this year. At least give me a year because they were paying him, from what I hear, a, a decent amount of change. And you can't give me a year? I, I don't get And also, one other thing, and you guys fought back with me about this the, uh, the other day, and I thought about it, and I, I'm more dug in on it. You cannot be a, consul- a secret consultant with the Milwaukee Bucks if you were the lead analyst uh, on a on a network show, you know, and you know why? Because every game that you do a national broadcast, Mike and Doris and and Doc Rivers would go in and talk with the coaches, and they would tell them stuff. Well, you can't use my name, you know, but you know, just to you make your broadcast, they they give them secret stuff like they do in the NFL. Uh, well, if Doc Rivers is secretly consulting with the Milwaukee Bucks, how is that ethical? He could go back and tell Adrian Griffin everything. It's just not right. But so it Doc Rivers is known as a really, really, really good guy, but this is not a great reflection on him if, in fact, this oh. stuff is true. Now, you're good at this, Michael. What can ESPN do? Like, what, what can you ask for? Again, there's no draft picks or anything, so what can, are you just going to be stubborn and just say, no, we're not, we're, we're not going to let you go? You're, you're not allowed to I coach the Milwaukee I guess if you do Bucks. that, then you're forcing him to go back on the air, and then you have a disgruntled employee. Right, well, and I guess you don't you want could, to see that. You could demand... Um, some kind of financial restitution. You know what version uh, I like to sure. tell? You know what version, Don, I choose to tell of the story? What's, What's that? That it was over, and, and they were like not even aware of it or thinking about it, and then someone in the, in the big offices in Bristol said, let's throw on the K-Show a couple days ago. <laughs> and they heard Michael going crazy. Yeah. And, and you know what it would be? My, Don, it would be the most legendary case of narcomania of all time. Michael would literally be the reason Doc got pulled from the job. And you know, I can see this being the case. Don and I were talking about this. The, the, the only reason that that um, outburst became public, the people at Awful Announcing do a good job. 
because they're following everything. They had that. They had that on right away. Other people didn't. Because what, what, they not, had our, they, our they, clip? They, they had that clip on, and they, they said what a story it was. And, you know, it, it, here locally, if it's not said on FAN, it's not said. But I give, I, I, you know, they might not like me, whatever the case may be, as a broad, but I give them credit for doing their job. They find out what's being said, and they run, and they make a story. Well, no, because the fact of the matter is, it, it, and again, uh, something that we never get credit for on this show, um, is, is going against things and talking about hard subjects with regard to ESPN. But it is interesting that someone of your import took such a hardline stance on it being a bad look, which you and, be- and believe me, I, I, I'm almost certain, let's just leave it at that, it wasn't received that kindly well, at ESPN. But it really is, in all fairness, it is you defending ESPN. It is. They may, they may not like it, but it's right. you defending the, the yeah, I don't think they like the fact that I, I continue to say that breaking up that booth was not no, the right idea. No, we've all, all said that. that. Too, and sure. We're not the only people that feel that way. But to Peter's point, you're defending it because you didn't even think it was possible it was on the table. The Rivers violated the contract, so we, so the assumption was they didn't put the clause in. Why wouldn't they put the clause in? No, they were smart enough to put the clause in, and Doc Rivers violated it anyway. Uh, Joey Highroller just sent us a, a, a tweet. He said, hey, guys, my dad, John from the Bronx, now in Syracuse, just got discharged from the hospital after having a stroke. He's home now watching the show as oh. always. I know a shout-out would just make his day. Well, consider your day made, John. Hope your John. recovery is swift and that you're feeling good and up and about. Feel better, man. Absolutely. Feel better, buddy. Hey, it's ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. We're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. Get your box for the big game by listening mornings to DPHO and Rothenberg and afternoons to Barton Hahn and, of course, the Michael K. Show. This year's big game payouts are $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. It's all brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey and Security Dollar. Come get some. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. All right, we'll back with your phone calls in a moment. Hey, it's Michael K. I love when I get to talk about my friends at PC Richard and Son. It's a local company, family owned. I trust them for my appliances, TVs, electronics, and a good night's sleep, too. They're experts who use a four step mattress fitting process to find you the right pillow, the right comfort, the right technology, and the right adjustable base so that your new bed fits you perfectly. They guarantee it. And free in home delivery on all mattresses, $199 and up. So do what I do get to PC Richard and Son, the local company that you could trust for your new mattress new year new ride shop 300 plus new hondas priced under msrp at bayridge honda zero down payment leases low finance rates plus 1500 extra for your trade that's bayridge honda your 2022 president's award winner online at bayridgehonda.com new 2024 honda accord ex front wheel drive stock number 1241 346 msrp 31005 includes 1250 dealer discount on approved credit on in stock same day delivery units lease for 319 per month for 36 months zero due at signing zero security deposit tax title and registration fees excluded see dealer for details ends 131.24 hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It's a football Friday with the Michael K show presented by Nissan and bet 365. Welcome back to the show. Um, so I, we, we, we're not going to fake it. Andrew Gunling is no longer here. And so we don't know that much about football in the country, not NFL football, soccer, we call it. Yes. But Liverpool uh, was shocked that Jurgen Klopp and his coaches are leaving Liverpool after the season. And Liverpool is owned by Fenway Sports Group. Uh, It's not good times for the Fenway Sports Group. They finished last with the Red Sox three out of the last four years. Everybody's predicting it'll be four out of five. And now Liverpool loses this incredibly respected coach. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond to that and rebound from it. What are you going to oh God for? Well, A, I'm mocking the Fenway group just because I thought Yankee fans would appreciate that. And and B, if we if Don, if we did things like talk about soccer, this would be the perfect time to talk to JJ Devaney. Well, hey, Devaney and Gunling, by the way, when this happened, they have an emergency oh, offsides podcast. We've seen those things firsthand. Yeah. So, so if you want to hear JJ and Andrew Gunling, go download the Caught Offsides podcast. I know they did one earlier today, but yeah, big big news over there. Joe Fortenbaugh, our picks oh, expert, is going to join us at three forty-five. Kendrick Perkins is going to talk some Knicks at five. Ooh, we got Perk back too. Yeah, uh, um, you, you can't really, Don. I don't know. I feel a little disrespected by Fortenbaugh having that nickname now. Why? Why? Because you're so I, good. I mean, it's back-to-back years as a champion. I have a better record in the NFL. Uh, why don't I have a name? So why don't you leave the show and be going to the ESPN uh-huh. you know show? What, wow, you know what, Don? That's really yeah. ratcheting things up a notch, isn't it? That was well, I mean, if you want to be the big pick guy, go be the pick guy on ESPN uh, Bet. I thought we had that. a nickname for you. You're you are the reason, the reason. and it, it works both ways. It does, baby. but yeah. it's, you know, you definitely well, are well, the well, reason, good and bad. So, so this, so this time it would be the reason you made money. I'm the reason you have yes. money in your bank account. Yes, because you follow these picks all year. Yes. And you used to be the reason that we soared to the top of the ratings. And sure. Some would say you're the reason we soared to the bottom, but the bottom line it's is that, you are the reason. That's not true. You know what, though? I, I would get into that further well, and say that's actually not. I have a good explanation for that. It has nothing to do with me. I blame both of you. But you know what I want to ask you about, Don? Yes, Speaking dear. of controversies <laughs> in radio. 
Um, I was told earlier today that your brother is not here. My friend Sam Roberts was filling in yeah. on Busted Open, and he had a sign. He had a, a, a picture of Dave's face, and I, I said, <laughs> who is this egomaniac that he skips his show for a weekend, and he makes Sam, a fine broadcaster in his, in his own right, not only fill in for him, but he has to carry around a Dave McGregor sign. Well, Michael's going to really appreciate this. David made a financial decision. He's on a cruise right now. There's a wrestling cruise. Now, I don't know who puts together a wrestling cruise up against a major event. but yeah. they are, it's Terry Cruz who does. They are paying wow. him to be on a cruise to give out an award. So he's cruising from Florida to Mexico on the All arm, right. getting paid to boot, and he made a financial decision, which I think Michael can appreciate. Yay! It's, it's, yeah, it's, I do. No, no, it's, it's not, not only it, would Michael appreciate it, anyone who's <laughs> in the wrestling business would appreciate it. That's, you, you make the money move. That is the move. Let's go, to, let's go to the phones and start with Albert in Queens today. Albert, what's up? What's up, baby? Hey, what's up? Long time. Long time. First first time, long time. How's wow. everybody? Welcome aboard. I want to know if, um, I mean, I haven't got the same vibe of the Knicks in the 90s, Oakley, you know, you win and starts. I want to know if Jalen Brown is the right move for the Knicks. I want to know your opinion on that, Mike. Everybody you mean Bra- uh, Brent Brown? Brett Brown. What? Not Jalen. Uh, I, I think it, it would be a good move bringing Brown. They wanted to get him, and it worked out for them because they only had $12.5 million in an exception. He ended up getting $25 million a year. Then he was part of the trade. Um, you you to, mean to, Bruce to, Brown, correct? Bruce Brown, We're going to get yes. the right Brown. <laughs> right. right. So he ends up uh, you know, as part of a trade, so he's, he's probably going to be released at some point, which would be allow the Knicks to fit him in. And the thing that was a positive for the Knicks, when they didn't get Brown, Bruce Brown, they pivoted and got DiVincenzo. Because they had enough money for DiVincenzo. And if they get Brown, too, I mean, DiVincenzo has been a weapon for them. An outside shooting machine. So I think it could work out great for them. Yeah, I would definitely get them. 1-800-919-3776. Let's check in with the old Spikester. Spike mm. in St. Pete. He's got to be oh, happy. He's got to be happy. Oh, man. I'm telling you, I got I to gotta make a comment on yesterday's uh, subject real quick. And I'll get to the next uh, when you talked about age, Michael, my hero is Hubie Brown. That's where I'm pointed at my age. So, Sharper's attack and 90 years old. I, I just, you want to talk about age? You're a young man. You're a very young man. And uh, and you're, it's all in your head. So he, And by the way, Bob Euchre, by the way, his 90th birthday today, too. Also Sharper's um, attack. Still going. Did he, move, did he move down a couple of rows? What do you mean? Oh, he's get it. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Front he, row, front he, row. He belongs in the front row, yes. Yeah, he, he was great on tonight. So, okay, so here, here's what we got here. Uh, I'm gonna t- I did this on Larry and Gordon last night, and I usually do the wrap-up after the game. They afford me that luxury, like you guys allow me to talk next. And I know it's a different audience. So just close your eyes. 11-28-1969. Dave DeBuscher is with the Knicks. It's his second year. Or about yeah, eight months, nine months. The Knicks have won 17 in a row. They're playing the Cincinnati Royals with player coach Bob Cousy. They're down 17 points, four or five minutes to go. They make a rally. The Busher steals the ball, like Johnny Motes would say, and, and he gives the ball to Clyde. It's 103-102. Clyde gets fouled with two seconds to go, drops both free throws. The Knicks go on to win like 25 in a row. And then the next year, the Knicks win the title. You know, they're in the finals three out of four years. What I'm saying is in some way, OG Ananobi might be different player. DeBush was a great defender. He really was. And with no three-point shot, he would have scored 30, 25, 30 points a game. This move, they lost to a couple of good kids that were homegrown. 
But this kid, he steals more balls than Dylan Gerard's backs. He had six steals in the game last night. Yeah, he, it, Michael, it's funny. He, I, I wonder what all the people, when the deal was made, we talked about this, Don and Peter, the trending on Twitter, fleeced. Nick's got fleeced. Yeah. Fleeced. Now, the word fleeced was trending because the Knicks just got embarrassed in the deal. And, and we came on the next day and said, they didn't get fleeced. That's a good deal. And it's turned out to be better than we thought. Better than we thought. Football Fridays on 98.7 ESPN are brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store on Nissan.com today. Hey, let's give out a Superbox. How about that? Before Fortinbaugh. It's the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. This year, each qualifier will take home a $25 Fanatics gift card, have a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. Be caller number 81 right now at 888-987-ESPN to select a box for the big game with a chance to win $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. So good luck with that. We'll come back. We'll uh, talk with Joe Fortenbaugh, give you some guidance if you want to bet this weekend. It's the K-Show, but first I want to tell you if you score a touchdown, everything needs to line up perfectly. No different than finding the person you want to marry. When the time comes to propose, well, do what I did. Visit the engagement experts at London Jewelers. They'll make shopping for a ring easy. Let them help you pick or design the perfect ring to fit any budget from their 2 by London collection. London Jewelers is committed to getting it just right. So visit London Jewelers today at any of their seven locations, including the newest location at the mall at Short Hills. Mention I told you to stop by, you'll get the Michael K. treatment. Well, when I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. I have my lineup cards, the latest team stats, and of course my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition even when the game goes into extra innings. I refuse to settle, and neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea. Take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea and join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. It's a football Friday with the Michael K. Show. Presented by Nissan and Bet365. Oh, yeah. Big football Friday. AFC, NFC championship games. Obviously, those are on Sunday, and to help us through, to help us pick, to help us digest, to help us break down, is really one of the most handsome prognosticators in the business. That's that, easily. That's Joe Fortenbaugh. I mean, really a good-looking man. What's up, Joe? I don't know, fellas. What's up with Peter? Like stage, uh, bumming the stage, running after up on the stage at the comedy show last night. Is he? Yeah, that did look oh, yeah. like you, Peter. It did look like you, Peter. I mean, Joe, in all seriousness, when that got sent to me, and if you guys haven't seen seen it out there, I, I put it on my Twitter uh, yesterday, I had to watch it back like three times to, to make sure it wasn't me. <laughs> it, it was, I've never, it literally, it, the quality of the video is such, it looks like an AI version of me. It's bizarre. Now, I will say, yeah. Joe, before you came on, I did say, you know, that although you are called the picks expert, 
I am the picks champion, and I deserve my respect. But I, I will say, Michael, while I may be better at picking pro football games than Joe Fortenbaugh, he is the more handsome prognosticator. Yes. I, will, I will give him that. Also, his overall body of work, he dominated on the college front. Joe, right. I'm here for you. Don't, you don't have to say a word. He's much, much more reliable than you. And, you know, <laughs> I remember a pick segment four weeks ago. We went to you and said, well, I haven't even looked at the games yet. And you picked three winners. So I think Joe puts a little more effort into it. That's all. <laughs> well, listen, I, you know what, Joe? I'm, I'm curious to see whether you and I fall the same way on these picks. So well, let's listen, go. You did a hell of a job this year. Doesn't even necessarily need to be a rivalry. When 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 you go through the length of a season like this and you have the large body of work, the large sample size, when you get to the end, you got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy it. Peter, you did a hell of a job this year. I'm oh, actually rooting you. for everyone out there. Like that's the thing. If you were the sports book, then I'd be sitting there going, "All right, get this guy off the air." But as long as people are beating the sports books, I'm on the side of those people. So congratulations, <laughs> Peter, that's a tremendous job. All right, so Thank let's you, beat Joe. the sports book. Who do you like in the AFC championship game? All right, so I'll open with side in total, and if you want to get into the props, you guys let me know because I don't want to drone on for too long. Game open, Baltimore minus three. Baltimore money to three and a half. Baltimore money to four. That's where I'm at. I'm playing the Ravens. I'm playing the alternate line here as well, minus seven and a half, plus 160. I like him to put it on Kansas City a little bit. Now, last week we talked. I had plenty of losers, but one of the winners I did have last week was Kansas City over Buffalo. Two key reasons in that game. One, rest advantage. Two, Buffalo big-time depleted defense. This week, not only do the Chiefs not have those two advantages, you can put those upside down and give them the Baltimore. Baltimore's got the rest advantage. One extra day this week, plus the bye two weeks ago. In addition, they don't have a banged-up defense. They get the number one defense in the NFL. Kansas City's banged up. So here comes Mahomes and the Chiefs trying to figure out how to pull off another win. I don't see it. And I know a lot of people say, how are you betting against Mahomes? How can you do it to Mahomes? It's no disrespect to Mahomes. It's everybody else. I don't trust that wide receiving unit. Think about the Baltimore defense here. A, you take Kyle Hamilton, fantastic safety. You put him on Travis Kelsey. You limit one of the only reliable weapons on the offense. B, if you get a lead in this game, you neutralize Isaiah Pacheco. Because late in the game, you can't run the ball if you're trailing. And then what does Mahomes have? Now that Scantling, uh, Rasheed Rice, like that's a limited group right there. And I think that's going to be very problematic. And I think ultimately that's why I'm playing the Ravens. So I like the Ravens to jump on them. First half line, three and a half. There's a reason the game is four and the first half line is three and a half. Sharp Money's been on Baltimore, so that's where you're going to find me. I got nothing on the total. If you want to jump into props now or at the end, you guys let me know. But that's where I side on the AFC championship. Let let me throw this stat at you if it gives you any pause, okay? Mahomes 8-3 and straight up in his career as an underdog. Best record of any quarterback in the Super Bowl era. Um, It's just the sixth time Mahomes has opened that um, a three-point or more underdog, and he's 5-0 and against the spread in those games. Do you feel comfortable going against those numbers and arguably one of the great players of all time? I do, because let's face it, while one of those games was last week and we saw that one coming from a mile away, those other games were in the past when he had a loaded wide receiver unit. He doesn't have that this year. This is a slightly different team. He's done a remarkable job. Andy Reid's done a remarkable job. They deserve all the credit in the world. This isn't a knock on Kansas City. I just see him outclassed here. That's what this comes down to. I got a rest advantage with Baltimore. I got home field advantage with Baltimore. I got a Baltimore team that can run the football better. I got a Baltimore team that can play defense better. What am I missing here? What am I missing? I think the the Ravens starting slow last week was huge. They went into the half. They figured out what adjustments they wanted to make. They got Jackson into a rhythm. 
short passes, intermediate passes. They stopped taking the clock all the way down inside of five seconds, and they gave the offense the time to get some mojo going. And, oh, by the way, Mark Andrews could be back as well. So, again, I respect the hell out of this Chiefs team. I just think they're outclassed in this one. So one question I have for you. you. You said the sharp money is on Baltimore. It's not the public also pounding Baltimore, or is it both? Public might be as well. That's going to be interesting. Public tends to get involved later in the week. That's We see public money showing up game day, maybe the day before. Now that sports betting is so prolific, we're seeing it more early in the week. But I can tell you, I'm watching these point spreads last Sunday as the game's wrapping up. And half the books, as soon as the AFC championship was set, half of them released Baltimore minus three. The other half released, released Baltimore minus three and a half. By the next day, everybody was at three and a half. Two days after that, everybody's at four. That's not the public doing that. Those are the wise guys. They're jumping on Baltimore. Now, I get, you, I'm sorry, Don. Uh, my only concern, because I love everything that you're saying, is Lamar Jackson in these spots. He's two and three in the postseason. Not a great quarterback rating. Five interceptions, five picks. Uh, are you a, a worried with this big stage that he's going to do what he needs to do to be able to beat Kansas City? Fair critique. Fair critique for sure. I would say most of those games, I mean, obviously we're not going to count last week where they went ahead and handled their business um, in the playoffs. They won that game. They covered that spread. But if we go back before that, we didn't have Todd Monken as the offensive coordinator. I think that's very important. There's a reason they moved on from Greg Roman, and there's a reason this offense looks better this year with Monken. He's getting more out of Lamar Jackson. Number two, if you go back some of those games, one of them was a road game to Buffalo. One of them, he was a rookie hosting the Chargers who came in. Chargers had just seen him like three or four weeks before, so they had a good understanding for how to bottle him up. He has developed as a pocket passer. He's playing at home. He's got an elite defense behind him. So a lot of those stats, Don, good stats. Like, that's a big narrative coming into this game as to whether or not we can trust him in the playoffs. But I think there are a lot of things different this time around which negate some of that concern. All right, so we've got the NFC, the 49ers, and the Lions. Lions, against the spread, have been a cash cow. 13-6 and six this season, 25-11 and 11 against spread since the start of last season, 36-17 and 17 over the last three seasons. So even when they were bad, they were covering. Does that enter into how you look at this game? Okay, so similar situation here, right? So another key number, not three this time, but seven. Niners open half the books. They're at six and a half. The other half, they're at seven. Within a day or two, they're up to seven across the board. Now they're starting to trend towards seven and a half. We also see the total going from about 50 and a half up to 52. What does that tell us? Niner money, number one. But more importantly, I think it indicates that Debo Samuel is going to play. You wouldn't see the total going up if Samuel was out. Niner offense with Samuel, 30 points per game. Niner offense without Samuel this season, 19 points per game. Now, I don't think that means it's going to be 100%. But him out there in a limited capacity with a game plan designed for an injured Debo Samuel, I like that a lot more. Here are the two factors for me coming in this game that have me liking the Niners. This is why I'm laying the points here. Number one, I think Detroit's overvalued. We've seen Detroit play really well the last few weeks, win these games. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Tampa Bay last week. Big freaking deal. And you were tied going into the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Then the week before that, it was the Rams. Good Rams team, but you beat them by a point. Okay, this is a huge step up against the Niners, and it's on the road, which leads me into the key point here. This is just the second time since October 23rd that Jared Goff's going outdoors. Second time. One outdoor game since October 23rd. One outdoor game in three months. It was against the Bears, and he struggled. This season, when he's playing outdoors, he is 3-2 and two with a 63% completion percentage, five touchdowns, four picks. 
When he's inside, 11-3, and 70% completion percentage, 28 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. All right, now the weather's going to be nice in Santa Clara, but golf outdoors, very different than golf indoors. You also have a major problem with that Lions secondary, but here's point number two. A lot of people are looking at the Niners and they're remembering what they saw last week against Green Bay. Niners had an awful game plan. Shanahan came out wanting to feature Debo heavy, and he wanted to throw the ball all over the field. It, it's pouring rain. Instead of going with the, the stud running back, the guy, the guy stuck with his game plan like a stubborn mule, and he almost cost himself the game. So, number one, the coaching was lousy, and the execution on the field was lousy, and they still found a way to win the game. I think this week they have the benefit of creating two different game plans, one for Debo, one without. And I think a lot of the public is focusing on how bad they look there versus how good they've looked in other games this season. So I like the Niners in this one. I think they're undervalued. Excellent stuff, Joe. As always, have a great weekend and enjoy the games. George Kittle over 62.5 receiving yards. Lamar Jackson over 61.5 rushing yards. Thanks for having me, fellas. I'll talk to you next Love week. Love those. Take care, buddy. There you go. Joe Fortenbaugh it, bringing it. Bringing hate it. Hate the picks. Hate the picks like mm. those uh, those last two bets. But you like I'll, the person, I'll be, though. I love the man, but I'm going right up against him in both. How about that? Interesting. Well, I'm not going to tip my hand. Ah, uh, we'll come back. We got more to do. We're going to break down the football a little bit more. Some uh, major injuries are being announced as well. Some returning, some not playing, and they will have an impact on who you select as well. New year, new ride. Shop 300 or more new Hondas priced under MSRP at Bay Ridge Honda. Zero down payment leases, low financing rates, plus. extra for your trade. That's Bayridge Honda, your 2022 President's Award winner, online at BayridgeHonda.com. New 2024 Honda Accord EX front-wheel drive stock number 1241-346, MSRP 31005, includes 1250 dealer discount on approved credit on in-stock same-day delivery units, leased for $319 per month for 36 months, zero due at signing, zero security deposit, tax, title, and registration fees excluded. See dealer for details ends one thirty one twenty four. All right, business leaders, let's talk dry ice emergencies. Ever have your approved vendor drop the ball when you needed dry ice the most? Enter Chili Willy and Cool Carl's Ice, your dependable solution when the heat is on. Over 46 years of rescuing companies from ice nightmares, scheduled maintenance, power shutdowns, or unexpected emergencies. They've got you covered because when you need dry ice, you need it now. Not whenever. ChiliWillyCoolCarl.com. Chili Willy and Cool Carl's Ice because your emergencies shouldn't be an emergency. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.